<laughs> I'm one of your hosts, Shoddy. <laughs> I'm Stan the Man. I'm Evil J. What the fuck, dude? Another one now? <laughs> yeah, you guys Yo. didn't like J-Dog. <laughs> yeah, but J-Dog happened for like two weeks in a row. I thought it was a thing. It was going to go. I was kind of used to it, yeah. yeah I was I, like, I was cool, J-Dog. <laughs> well, I changed it up. Okay, well, I'm not. Kind of like, I was reading about Morbid Angel a lot, like Evil D. Evil J. Okay. Okay. We'll, we'll let that well, one simmer for a little bit. Or possibly not. just burn in the background. <laughs> I'm trying to find the name. I'm sorry, man. I that's why I just stopped. I don't know I don't know what to do anymore either. I have you guys didn't like J Dog. You guys are giving me shit. Dude, I mean cause well, yeah, it sounds like you're a you, rapper though. or something. This isn't J Dog. Okay. Well fucking evil J. Evil J. <laughs> Come on. So this is we'll based see. off of uh, Evil D, so Dave Vincent, I'm yeah. guessing. My hero. <laughs> yeah. That's fine, man. That's fine. That's cool. Well, okay. If you want to go that route, then. <laughs> you can't see it, but I've got the black cowboy hat on. Goatee. Yeah. Yeah. I changed. I've changed a lot. And disgusting. <laughs> Anyways, should we break it down? I got a good one. Yeah, let's do it. Anyone know who that is? No, dude, but I really was liking it. I do Stan. not. Nope. That was the new Venom Prison song? I was going to guess that. Were you? Yeah, I was going to guess. I, oh, I haven't checked it out yet, but that's what I was guessing. Yeah, well, you didn't guess it, so no well, points. <laughs> I didn't realize they were that hardcore. Yeah, dude. That's what's so cool about them. It's like hardcore, death metal, mixed. Yeah, I but, thought it was more on the death metal side. It's more, definitely more on the hardcore side. Well, yeah, especially because I focused on the breakdown. Yeah. But they're like the perfect combo, man. Like, they're not deathcore, but they're hardcore and death metal mixed in there. But, dude, that's like the album I've been listening to the most lately. Yeah, I still haven't got to it. <coughs> Sam, Sam Sarah, Sam Sarah comes out on the 14th. Shadi, you haven't listened to it? No, dude, I still haven't listened to it, Because you liked I, the last one, though, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, I just still haven't gotten around to it. I mean, I'll get to my pick and I'll say what i've been obsessed with lately but yeah mm -hmm. i mean it's unfortunately yeah i've just been listening to another cd a little bit too much yeah so <laughs> well you've got time it's not out yet uh, but yeah yeah i i know i, I know. Can, honestly man like it, this one i'm 
I picked, I have got some different ones for what I'm listening to, but this one's probably the one I've been listening to the most. Yeah, yeah. This album, dude, if you like their last one, this one's like, it's it jumped up the notch. And it's a little foreshadowing. So anyways, let's break it down. All right. Break it down, somebody. Oh, episode. What were we doing? Uh, what we are listening to. About a while, I feel like. Then we got a listener question. These are always fun. Mm-hmm. I guess we'll get to it when we get there. Um, oh, something no, different let's this say time. What, no, the listener question. What is it? Oh, uh, we're doing band gimmicks. Yeah, what works, what doesn't, and then, uh, well, yeah, okay, we'll get into it more. You're right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're right. Yeah, we're doing a little different. Uh, we are, I think this is probably our first official video review. Yeah. We always do albums, but uh, we're reviewing Lords of Chaos, the movie. Lots and then, of buzz. Uh, yeah, a lot of buzz. A lot of buzz. This should be a good discussion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll be interesting what you guys hear, or what you guys think. And then we're uh, finishing off with Ash Gray of Venom Prison. I see, mm-hmm. your, I see your foreshadowing now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was good, too. Um, some interviews you do, you know, and they're just like, yeah, it was a good interview. Whereas this one, it was one of those where I was like, man, I'd like to go hang out with that guy after that. Like, you're just a cool guy. Really cool guy. I was what surprised he, at how cool he was. What does he play? He's the guitarist. Okay. Down to earth guy, man. Just like really cool to talk to. I thought it was a good conversation. The audio gets a little squirrely just because I did it in my car and I did it with a weird rig. But um, but it's it's actually, it's not bad, though. Anyway, so you guys, have you guys both been listening to some new shit, old shit, or what? Yeah, I got some fucking new shit that I want to uh, talk about. Okay. Can I go first? Can I go first? Yeah, go for it. <laughs> I okay, guess. Um, well, I, I, I talked to Jason briefly in text message. He said he liked them. I don't know if he lied and <laughs> didn't even listen to it or not. Do you guys just want to listen to it first? Yeah, we can do that. Yeah, let's listen to it. Because I forget. I, I, actually, I did check it out that day you sent it, and I was like, this is pretty cool. But I kind of forget what it sounds like. pretty good yeah i was digging that all right so that was uh diabolical the album is eclipse came out um mid-february of this year 2019 and that was inception and yeah i fucking love it there's a uh, swedish death black metal i don't know what the fuck that means 
Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of symphonic elements there. Uh, there's some, they're kind of just metal, you know. Y- yeah, it's like one of those. It seems like a lot of those are popping up like good stuff. It's just like it's kind of you know you can't yeah, really I mean, I, honestly, put it into that, a genre, but it's just good well, metal. Exactly. Well, that's a, that's what I was just about to say. Is I mean, there's parts of it that sound to me like I mean, it's a little Amana Marthish, and then there's some parts that sound you know Opethish, where it's like mm-hmm. you know a little bit beautiful here, and there's like some shit going on. So it's it's just a very weird album, but I say that in uh, probably the greatest way possible, because if I had to do the end of the year list right now, it'd be pretty fucking high up there. So it's a very, very, very strong album, honestly, from start to fucking finish. There's like one two minute instrumental filler, but aside from that, you just get punched in the face or I guess brought to tears (laughs) with the beautiful movements that happen. Because I mean, there's clean singing and i mean it's not like it's just powerful to really go against the harsh vocals that are going on so but i mean even the harsh dude sometimes when he's singing i feel like he's just soloing like the other shit cuts out in the background a little bit more and then it's just him belting over i mean it's just it's a very 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 good album so you kind of did have that like powerful opeth kind of like deep growl yeah yeah which i like which which is good because then you have those cleans but it's like a good balance you know Mm -hmm. yeah the cleans are definitely not tasteful in any manner Uh, whenever they use them it's always like holy shit like that's fucking awesome so yeah you're right i didn't want to turn it off so that um i listened to it once like you like you said but um i might have to check out the full album i'm reading here on Bandcamp. it sounds like so their 2013 album was a collection of songs that is based off a book that the guitarist wrote. Hmm. Have you heard anything ha- about that? Like, or, or how if that's like the new one too? Or no, like- I haven't read anything about. Hmm. Yeah, like I, you get what I'm saying. I, this is the only album yeah. I've listened to, and I loved it. So cool, cool. I like it. All right, I want to go next because I want to hear. This is one that I Stan, feel what like. Do you have Stan. <laughs> 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 this one's for both of you guys. I feel like you guys will both like this. Okay. Like we've talked about this band before, so. And I'm pretty sure you guys both liked them. I feel like one of you guys might have really liked them. But anyways, a new album just came out this year, I think about a month ago. Let's listen to it first to see if you guys, if it strikes any memories.
understand. Were you having a seizure or what, what was going on over there? <laughs> you guys want to play my clip? <laughs> no, Mine come as on. Well. <laughs> it's a different song, but <laughs> no oh, shit. Same fucking CD. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you, Jason, that's that's a butcher. <laughs> that's you know a butcher. That is? You butcher. <laughs> that's my band. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Stan, who I was I just bought that, all then? three other CDs today. Well, what, what, what was that for the virgin ears over here? <laughs> it's uh, that Voltaire, that Australian melodic death metal band. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. I thought you got into them, right? Oh, oh my God, they're one of my favorite bands. <laughs> Is that an old Oh my album God, or a I listened album? to their first CD on a weekly basis since I found them out. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Was that off of a Hunter's Pride? I'm just trying to figure out where. We're no, going. they have a brand new one. Oh, they have a brand new. I actually album didn't out. know about it until last Thursday. I just randomly was like, "Oh, I wonder if they have a new CD." And I went on their Facebook, and they're like, "New CD came or come out like <laughs> the day after something." Uh, <laughs> I'm like, "What the fuck?" What the fuck? That was very good. I was really enjoying that. Oh, it's good, dude. It's a good fucking album, man. Like it. Dude, it's, it's one of those albums where you I. I, I I follow them on Facebook, so I seen that they had it coming out, so I checked it out pretty okay, quick you, on uh, February. Again, again, butchered, not telling anybody. <laughs> well, here you go, man. It's only a month later. What is the album called? Origin Enigma. Origin Enigma. The song I picked was. Uh, Hold on, let me guess. Let me guess. Let me guess. Was it uh, Blinded? No. <laughs> okay, I don't know. I just wanted to take a guess. It was later in the album, Forever. Okay. Because I just really, really liked how it started. Because the thing about this band is they're like a melodic death metal, but they're also kind of melodic black metal it's like somewhere so it's just so fucking good dude it's but they're somewhere also like be- gothic and doomy too yeah but I, yeah okay i could see it's, that it's, okay it's heavy and it's his pick too <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty this one's pretty fucking dark it's very black this one yes it's very yes. dark feeling like the other shot you listen to the other cds haven't you yeah, um they're like j- more straight I've only listened to uh, Hunter's Pride. That's it. Okay. The first one's like straight melodic death metal. Okay. But, you know, this one's very black influence. It's very different. Mm-hmm. The way I was, I thought of it was like, it's like dissection meets in flames. Do you know what I mean? Like there's that blackened aspect, but it's not over the top. But like this song, I felt like this song started off pretty black, melodic black metal sounding. And then like it get, but then it ends with that more like, in flame style, like triumphant, you know, like just good feeling leads. I don't know, man. And I feel like it's like that throughout the album. But you're right, Stan. It's a little bit darker. It's a little bit more heavy or like brutal than maybe the last one was. You know, like like slightly less pretty overall. But mm-hmm. I can't stop listening to it. Yeah, it's good. It's like the one I like. I'm, I always like checking out new stuff, and I've been looking at new albums and going through stuff. But then like this is the only one besides what I mentioned earlier that I'm like. I just keep putting it on, you know, mm. I like, I just can't stop. Yeah. I've been and running one with a dude. lot, but yeah, one, that's why I'm fascinated in this band. Dude, the one man armies are always the most fucked shit. Dude, they're the best. Like, that's, I, you, I agree with you. I mean, it's, if one person can do all that, then fuck everybody else. <laughs> it's amazing. Honestly, like when you listen to this and you think one guy did all that and it sounds fucking great. Yeah. If you're not, yeah. If you like anything in anything like from Gothenburg or like anything, if you like a little bit of the black and stuff, but it's just see to me, it's a, listen to it. This is it's saying finished melodic death metal all the way to me. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I could see yeah, that. That's definitely good... more than Sweden, I think. But you know. Yeah. Finish. Yeah. You might be right about that. He's got this way, dude. He's like the trans. 
he's like the king of like transitions. He can like yeah. make any fucking riff go into any other riff. And <laughs> yeah. he'll pull out this like dark black metal riff and then he'll go into this catchy like, you know, catchy melodic death metal riff that's just stuck in your head for weeks and like he, the guy's like a genius. He, yeah. He's so so good at songwriting. You're right. That's a good point. He does like a lot of those like just super soaring melodies like just over the fucking mountaintop. Like mm-hmm. I can't wait to listen to it oh, now. You got it. Come like, from something to, totally different. But when you get a chance, if you got time, listen to the whole discography because you're not going to be disappointed. Yeah, it's fucking great, and no one's talking about it. Like I haven't seen this shit anywhere, so that's why I was like, "This is coming on." So I bought it today. I mean. Yeah, I mean, I supported all. I bought all three of them. The one I didn't yeah. have to pay for, and I paid for it. <laughs> <laughs> what a guy! Yep. All right. Well, does anybody else have anything else to bring in? I mean, I could. I got like a mu- I got a mutual. I guess like a mutual pick. We should all talk about it. I'm sure you guys listen oh, to it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I definitely wanted to. What, the, yeah, what is that? The Rotting Christ. About? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Heretics. Dan, you're the you're the one that I was never listening to that much. So see, okay, I I never did either, except that last CD I got really into, but I still never checked them out. Like, and this one, well, the singles from last year, I don't know if they're on the CD. I can't remember, but I remember listening to them like right when they came out. I was like, well, shit, the next their next CD is gonna be fucking good. I was like loving their singles from last year, mm-hmm. and then this came out and fucking it's fucking good. It's just like one of those good. Just I don't know what to categorize it as, but it's just good metal album. It's fucking catchy. It's fucking hitting hard. It's just you know. So good metal. I didn't love it. Really? No, yeah, I'm I gonna disagree you, with you. I know you guys are both like kind of talking about it, and I tried it like two or three times, and like I don't know, like it. What was it that you didn't like about it? I it was something to do with like it took too long to get where it was going, like. I started, I found myself getting annoyed, like with all those talking parts and like, it felt like a little too drawn out for me, but I don't know. I could tell it was a good album. Like it was good. It just, I couldn't get into it. Like I, I can see why you like it. 
and I can tell it's a good album and everything. It's just like I kept trying to get into it. I couldn't. Hmm. I kept turning it off. I feel you. Whatever, man. Could have been yeah. a mood thing. I don't know. Yeah, try listening to it again maybe in a, in a little bit. What were you listening to around the same time that you listened to that? <sighs> Who knows, man? Probably Venom well, Prison. I guess, yeah, okay, well, <laughs> yeah, it's probably why then. <laughs> but I tried like three times and because they do a lot of that, like talking and then like a lot of like uh, tri- tribal like tribe, Yeah, tribal chugging along and... I don't know. I kept just being like, ah, turn it off. I just, I don't know. It wasn't getting there. See, after I heard this one, I went back to Rituals and I actually kind of got bored with that one. I was like, okay, it's just kind of got parts that are just going nowhere, but this one's kind of like completing it, you know? Really? Yeah. With this, with this run though, I finally got the chance to check out their discography. You know, I'm slowly Mm. still getting through it, but like I finally got to listen to like their debut album and stuff like that. So it was cool. The Grouting Christ is an interesting band for sure. How do you, how do you like the older shit? Uh, the first three albums are like amazing. It's you know it's their black metal stuff, and then their fourth album I really liked, and it's like commercial sounding, like probably their lightest album, but it's hmm. just really well done. Their middle stuff all kind of flows like you know, it's just kind of all sounds the same. But I mean, it's good albums though too. Like yeah, you know they're they're, they're a good band, but uh, I mean their black metal stuff's pretty fucking good. Really? <laughs> yeah. But you prefer the newer or? I can't. It's all different. You can't really say. Yeah. They're all almost like different bands. So, But it's just solid discography. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It is. So let me ask you this. We talked about that Verathron band when I kept bringing them up. And that's yeah. like that like style, like Greek style of black metal. Mm-hmm. Is it similar where they have that like? The more, riffing. Yes. Yeah. Like, have yeah. Riffy, oh, heavy yeah. metal style. Yeah. And I still haven't checked them out yet. I downloaded a bunch of their stuff, and I still Dude, haven't listened so to their last year's CD. Yeah, I know, they're I, so good, man. I think I'm waiting. Like I know it's gonna be good. I just waiting so I could like do it right, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll do that. You do the other one. Okay. <laughs> All right. I've got one more to throw on. This one came out also, I believe, last month, and I've talked about them before too. But this band is called. Sayor, Sor, it's S-A-O-R. Yeah, yeah. I've talked about them a few times, but this new album's called Forgotten Paths, and then I'm just going to play a little clip of that song real quick.
I don't know, man. Flying on eagles' wings <laughs> over the mountain peaks through the valleys. I don't know. I I know it's lighter. You know, it's it's, it's a lighter sound, but so yeah. fucking beautiful. I mean, I remember when I listened to it, I just marveled at the the recording style because I couldn't figure out what the fuck was going on. Because you can hear his guitar picking. So, I mean, I felt like it was live, but then he does all that live. Like, what the fuck? Like, or they do all that live? I don't mm. just... Yeah, but I mean, I agree with you. Yeah, I mean, it's a beautiful album. It is slow. Yeah, but it's um, long, drawn-out, epic mm-hmm. songs. You know, there's four songs, and like the, yeah, three of them are 10, 12 minutes long each. Yeah. You gotta it's be just, in the right it's, mood. It's situational, yeah. It's in the, you're exactly right. I mean, they're playing at... Um, this like local open air fest or whatever and like some fucking no mountain way. scene or whatever. Yeah, dude, they'd be so balling. Like you got to like to watch Wait, that. Wait, you mean like in the U.S. or by you? No, like in the U.S. Like I mean, yeah, I yeah, know, I've seen that. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's I've not seen cl- that and it's right yeah. by the fucking mountains that me and Stan went hiking in. Uh, yeah, see? And then to have them playing <sighs> that shit with the mountains as the backdrop, dude. Come First on. of all, the acoustics <laughs> would sound awesome. And second of all, they just fucking look awesome. So, but yeah, that whole set has like a bunch of... Yeah, I, would, I don't know, just like epic metal bands. Stan, it's a festival that they do fire. No, uh, yeah, I fire, forget what it's. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, fire, fire in the sky or I don't know. Something like that, but it's right in front of the freaking Grand Tetons. And it's like all those oh, really? like atmospheric <laughs> black metal type bands like Panopticon and these guys. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. <laughs> and if I didn't have a kid coming in July, like <laughs> I was like, man, I want to go to this so bad. But I don't know, man. Dude, the, like the first time I listened to this album, I went walking... <laughs> going through the woods and deer jump out in front of me. It's like it just stopped raining, got sunny. I was like, this is like the way to listen to this album. It's just like that kind of a thing. But you got to be in the right mindset. Don't go into it thinking like you want some blasting and stuff. It's more of like a contemplative type of a metal album. But there's there's some there's some heavy moments, you know. There's some definite black metal in there. It's just heavy on the atmospheric and all that shit. But they just do it so good. I don't really love a lot of that stuff, but they do it so good. Maybe him. It might be just be one guy. I forget, but yeah, I don't know either. Yeah. I think you're yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who yeah. drew a dick in the notes? <laughs> 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 These are serious fucking notes, and somebody drew a dick, and I can just check the audit trail and find out who it was. If nobody's gonna just fucking fess up to it, I'm over here getting if serious about this album. I can tell that looks like album. a Stanley Woolock dick to me. <laughs> I'm over here getting serious about this album. Stands over there doing fucking dicks on the notes. Dude, I'm checking to see what's going on next, and then I see fucking I a dick at the bottom of the notes. I drew that one. I don't there. know. It's a little big for a Stanley Woolock dick. I don't know. It wasn't me. Okay, I just seen the dick. Dude, I drew it when we pulled the document off. Yeah, he admitted it. He admitted to it. That's fine. Oh, wow. I can see you're really uh, maturing as a father. Yeah, you've really matured much, Stan. <laughs> really yeah. taking fatherhood serious there. Yeah. Yep. It's good. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Let's get to this listener question. So this one actually was from like a little bit ago. So this one we're talking about is band gimmicks, when it works, when it doesn't. So this came about back when me and Shoddy both had seen Behemoth on separate occasions. And we both were a little turned off from the behemoth set at the gates was badass what was in the throne was badass behemoth wasn't bad but we were both kind of like a little thrown off with the theatrics from behemoth lots of costume changes lots of theatrics i guess yeah i mean just right? the, the whole new album with the fucking chance before during the setups and mm-hmm. i don't know just like the direction that the band had gone in i guess mm-hmm 
And so on the Patreon Facebook group, we're talking about this a little bit. I know Jake, he was like, you guys need to talk about this on an episode. And we never really did address that. And we never really did talk about it. So I feel like this could apply to live stuff or just a band's like any gimmick or aesthetic or whatever. Like, do you guys know where where we're coming from here? I think I do. I think I got a pretty good grasp of uh, Mm -hmm. a band gimmick. Like yeah. uh, I guess let me throw an example out there. So uh, like the the never ending final tour tour, <laughs> um, that's a gimmick. Okay, um, see, I hadn't even thought of it like that. Yeah, I mean that's I I feel like it's a gimmick that bands do. I mean just call it fucking yeah. quits. Go out when you say you're gonna go out and don't do you know uh, you know a fifth or a sixth leg or uh, Ozzy's final final final. <laughs> you know whatever the fuck all this bullshit is like. Call it quits no more, and call no it more quits. tours Don't, part two. That was yeah, Ozzy's yeah, thing. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. See, that's get the fuck out of my face with that. Like, you can't even walk anymore, bro. Just like go, like sail away in the sunset. It's just too much, man. Like that's. I guess I just kicked it off. Those are gimmicks that I don't like because it's always like pulling at the strings of the asshole that couldn't go the first time. So it's like, oh shit, man. Like they're back again. Like I'll go this time, and it's then all, there's always going to be somebody though. who I missed mean, it. To me, that's not really a gimmick, though. That's just a business move. You know, that's just more money. When you're, when, it, that's what I'm guess. talking about, though. Is it's a gimmick when you're tugging at people's heartstrings, like, oh fuck yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get to go, or like people yeah. who like to see like the last show. Like, I don't, I don't give a fuck. It's whatever. But I'm just saying, I think it's a little cheesy when you keep doing, you know, final tours. Shouldn't final insinuate that it's the last of something? Well, what do you think, like, Stan? What's what, yeah. you, you got a different opinion? To me, gimmicks are just I'm thinking like visual, like you know the the behemoths of the world and the ghost of the world, and you know that to me that's a gimmick. What about like the the visual imagery that like um, Lamb of God uses, like with the, those two big video boards and the for the most part like in a video, uh, I would say. Well, yeah, uh, I guess a, montage yeah, that counts playing. too. Is that so, gimmicky yeah. to you? Yeah, that's so so theatrics there. I think yeah. we're yeah. going on both. Theatrics you know? on stage, yeah. Yeah. Because really, Behemoth, it's more theatrics. Like 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 you said, Ghost. That was the first thing that popped in my head. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And that's definitely uh, they're do they have a gimmick. They have a thing. Whereas like Behemoth, they do have a thing. They're Satanists and they have all these. You know, they've got their wardrobes and stuff. But maybe that's more like theatrics. Mm-hmm. And so, okay, Shai, so like what, like for you, like what didn't work about that? Because we both were kind of like, eh, it's a little much, right? I mean, Kinda? that's the thing is there were, there were songs that I liked, all right, even oh, yeah, off me of too. that album. Um, and there were songs that I liked when the set was playing. But I found myself fucking smoking shit and all like the coordinated movements. Like it was just mm-hmm. a little too much with the headdresses. I found my eyes and my mind not necessarily listening to the music, but wondering what the fuck was going on on the stage mm-hmm. like i just felt like like there was lights and they kept the the smoke coordinated with when they would kick and do their the fucking like a guitar axe swings and like i really really liked the song that they were playing but i just seriously found myself scratching my head going what the fuck where am i at right now like <laughs> what is this because it didn't feel like it was a concert it seriously felt like i was at some sort of uh like i don't know like a play exactly man like a fucking yeah. play so I, like, I was sitting there watching them, and then like all of a sudden, where'd they go? Two minutes later, he comes out with a fucking big old headdress exactly, on with feathers yeah, and shit, and I'm yeah, just like, yeah, dude, do we need all this? Exactly. And I found myself wondering, like, how many songs could you have played had you have not 
you know, changed yeah. her fucking wardrobe three times and, you know, stood there ominously over all of us, you know, <laughs> just waiting a couple seconds as the fog built up. Like, I don't know, it was just too much bullshit. Like, just come out there, play the shit, say your fucking thanks and get the fuck off the stage. Like, <laughs> that's, well, how, you know, I think- that's how I am. That's how, I, I just want to, it's all about the music to me. Like, I don't care about your shit. Like, <laughs> I don't, I, I just don't care, like, at all. Just put on a good show. That's, I mean, I, I mean show, I mean music. Like, play the songs I want to hear right. Mm, that's why know. At The Gates was so fucking refreshing. When Suicide yeah, Nation just, came on, that's what a <laughs> concert should feel like. People running around and shit. Mm-hmm. With Behemoth, it literally was just like a fucking crowd of everybody just trying to watch the stage. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, nobody moved. You know, I don't like, have a, I don't have a problem with a band having their own thing. Like, you know, like Immolation, they play, they all have black shirts on. You know, they all, you know, match. You know, it's their thing. But like, they mm-hmm. still, you put on a good show. Like, yeah, when it, when that shit overtakes the music and you're like getting lost, I think that's a problem. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I'm reminiscing of fucking when we seen him on a Marth and there was a goddamn ship on stage with fucking two Vikings like swinging axes <laughs> and stuff. But like that was to me part of the music, and it wasn't overdone by any you means. Never, I mean, I'll never at the point where you like, oh, you're getting out of the music and looking just at the axe, no, you know? I mean, or I like, remember catching the assholes up there swinging the axes, like laughing and shit, yeah. like smiling a couple <laughs> points. Like it wasn't. I mean, it was serious to a certain extent, but then at the same time, like it was fucking a on a Marth. Like, I mean, yeah. We, like, yeah, it was, I mean, that wasn't overdone by any means. Would I love to see them bring a ship out on stage again? Yes. Do I want to see more Viking swinging axes? Yes. I'd love to see a whole <laughs> fucking army up there. I think it'd be the greatest <laughs> shit. But like, they wouldn't overdo it. They'd do it for one song, then they'd kick everybody off, and then it'd be a good time. So that's why I trust that Amana Marth would do it, you know, tastefully. I'm but, glad you brought Amana Marth up because that was like one of the th- things I thought of and I was just going to bring up because. I also really, I think they're, I, I like how they do it, but I could see maybe, I could see some people being turned off from them being like, this is corny, you know, this isn't, you know what yeah, I'm saying? I mean. Not for me. I don't think that way. Yeah, but I mean, I guess to allude to like the next topic, those people would just be posers. So like, <laughs> I, I mean, really like. They're taking it too serious, maybe. They're taking it way too seriously. Like those people probably don't even like Amon Amarth. You get know what I'm saying? Right, like, If they're right. thinking that that's corny, then they've probably listened to the lyrics and going, oh, fuck, like, fuck this guy. Fuck yeah. this shit. I'm not listening to this. Like those people wouldn't think that Amon Amarth is hard enough for them. So they probably wouldn't even be listening to that to begin with. So so I want to reference in the comment section of on the Patreon group when we when this came up. Mm-hmm. So David Bradley, he made a really good fucking point because we were kind of talking or some people were talking about an immortal. I mean, they've got a gimmick, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's, their- I, yeah, but that's the best fucking gimmick, <laughs> though, because it's lighthearted <laughs> and it's not to offend anybody. Like it's literally at that point, it is all about the music. And that's what but I love with ha- that gimmick. They have the music that backs it up that where what, they can do whatever the hell they want. But and Stan, you're never that's what I'm get- trying to say, though, is the whole gimmick. It was literally just to like for no reason it was just because they wanted to do it that yeah. they didn't need that to sell the music it was never about that yeah I mean, of course yeah a bath is a crazy motherfucker but like that had nothing to do with like their whole you know what i'm saying the the mm-hmm. the land that they created it's not like they were out there attacking a religion or you know saying this or saying that they were just fucking around in their own mind space and it didn't offend anybody. So that's why I don't know that we can necessarily call that a gimmick because their music carried them way further than any face paint ever would have. So the actual quote that he said, though, was that mm-hmm. 
you can be corny if you're self-aware about it. Immortal is self-aware where good... Behemoth is not. Like Behemoth yeah. is very oh. serious on stage uh-huh. coming out with a fucking headdress on. Yep. Whereas like Immortal is crab walking across <laughs> the stage. Fucking Korea, dude. But he knows uh. and he doesn't give a shit. And I think that's the same thing with Amon Marth. Like they know. I mean, they know you're not supposed to take necessarily those Vikings fighting on stage like it's just brutal battle. They know mm-hmm. it's just fucking over the top, you know, and I feel I feel like like you said, that's just fun. Whereas so but they know they're doing that. So I feel like that is that's, that's a good point. If you're aware, you know, otherwise it can come off just like corny or lame. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, honestly, man, the 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 biggest vibe that I got with Behemoth was fucking arrogance. That yeah, was the vibe I that agree. I got when they were on stage. Is it's almost as if we were attending, you know, st- I don't know. I just felt we were his like fucking guests and he could have kicked us out at any moment or some bullshit mm-hmm. like that. Like, I don't know. It was just, I know what you mean, man. Cause like I said, I left a couple songs early. I was fucking tired. And I just was not feeling it. Like, yeah, I don't like you said you, at man. the gates killed it. They'd had no stage props. It was just them going nuts, you know, mm-hmm. but on the flip side, wolves in the throne started it off, which is a band I love. And they, they don't have a gimmick, but they played with theatrics. They had fog going. They had, they were lighting candles and shit, but it was very simple. And it was all to like serve the music, you know, yeah. like it was very tasteful and I mean, they play an atmospheric style of music. So I feel like if you're doing something that's rooted in your style or I mean, like, you know, yeah, if it serves the music and it adds to it, like also like I went and seen Tribulation and Paul Bear again, two bands that could not be more different. Like Tribulation came out, same kind of thing. They've got fog. They're, they're dressed up as like vampires, but that's their aesthetic. That's the way they sing on the album. Yeah. You know, they've got a gothic vibe. It works. Like it elevated it. You know, it wouldn't have been as good if they didn't do that. But then like Paul Bear comes out and they're just jeans and t-shirts, but that's, you know, <laughs> that's their aesthetic. So, you know what I mean? It's like a careful balance. Like some bands can do it and some bands... It comes off like a gimmick. It comes off like a gimmick. It's not so good. When it comes off just like it's an aesthetic or like it's adding to it, I feel like that's that's a better thing. Yeah, yeah. But what about like sludge, man? Like the, the whole slug thing. That's like a gimmick kind of. That's the thing. Though, is that, that's what I'm arguing is when it comes to that thing, like if you just listen to the music, you'd have no idea that it was a gimmick. I mean, obviously you'd hear mm. the lyrics here and there, but I mean, you, you it's not like it's it's not like you need that gimmick for them to be successful. Like there's other, mm-hmm. like, I mean, I, I mean, and that's the thing is I don't want to take away from anything that behemoth is doing musically, but I mean, I feel like at this point, a bunch of the people are just showing up to see what the fuck's going to happen. You know, like, what is he going to wear? Like, or just like that sort of like vibe. So I don't know. I don't, that's the thing is I don't look at sludge's shit as being a gimmick. That's more like a, like a concept band. Yeah, that's true. That's true. You're, that's a so, good point. What about like what about the most popular one though, Ghost? I know you guys aren't the biggest fans of the music, but like they they have a very um, complete image and, and stage show yeah. and all that. What do you think about that? I think they do, but I just I honestly don't think it fits their music at all. They got you know they got that like especially their newest shit. Just like they got I've seen them live. I was like scared to death. Like, you know, like it was it was creepy, but it's like almost like it doesn't really fit the music though cuz the music's not creepy. It's like you know, hard rock like mm-hmm. catchy, yeah, it, it's you almost know. like it's overcompensation or some shit. I mm. think they do it well, but I think it'd be I think that gimmick would be better on some other band that's more 
you know, creepy and evil. Mm. But I, okay. I, I mean, that's the thing that was with Ghost. They were doing that shit from the start. Like, that was, like, yeah. what they wanted. They wanted to be, like, the Blue Man group of fucking metal. So, mm-hmm. you know what I'm like, I feel like... I can't fault them for being honest about who they are. I don't know what the fuck Behemoth is. That's my issue with the bands that are <laughs> gimmick bands. I feel like it's like they're grasping at straws or they're just trying to fucking do shit or they're, you know, in the heat of the moment. I have I have no fucking idea. Like, I know who Ghost is. I don't like it. I don't yeah. disrespect. I mean, it's whatever. I mean, I got, I've, I've disrespected it. I should not say that. <laughs> um, I, yeah. yeah, I don't, whatever. Like, it doesn't bother me, I'm, I guess, as much as Behemoth because Behemoth's music in the past has been so good. So it's just, it's weird because it feels like we're, we're at like a 50-50 here where it's like half their shit's good, half their shit isn't good. And most bands yeah, like that, I think that, it's just I just, going it's, down a bad road. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. But I was going to say, like, I feel like I might be hypocritical though because like I really like what Ghost does live. Like I feel like that theatric is kind of cool and even if it could be corny to some people, it doesn't fit necessarily with the style of the music. It fits with the lyrics and their whole concept. And I kind of appreciate the whole concept and it being like very theatrical. But I guess I don't know why that works and like Behemoth doesn't work. But I know a lot of people don't like that. So I, I get it. But for me, maybe it's just because I like the sound of it. So it, it, you know, it's like the complete package for me. I feel like then it's just, it's entertainment value. You know what? I guess I'll say this. I feel like it's because they they are not necessarily taking themselves seriously. They're not trying to be like this like heavy evil band, you know, playing this like brutal music. You know, they're playing this like half poppy, half classic rock kind of a sound, heavy metal with that like creepy vibe. So I don't know. Dude, Flesh Cut Apocalypse. I just thought of them too. Yeah, but that's like not a fucking gimmick at all either, though. That their music. Do they go is out like, there wearing their old shit and stuff? Yeah, but the music that they play fits that shit. That's yeah, like that's more up. concept. Yeah, that's concept too. I mean, that music is like ridiculous. I guess I've seen them on stage, man. They got the opera singer out there. They're dressed in the wardrobe. Yeah, but what is she singing? She's fucking. She's opera singing. She's not just out there standing there looking like an idiot. Yeah. And the music theatrics. that they play fit that those theatrics. theatrics. Yeah, those good. Uh, those are theatrics that I like, though. Yeah, I agree. I don't know. The other things I thought of that don't like things like baby metal or like necro goblin. Those are just like straight up gimmicks where it's like, what is that even, you know, what are you even doing? Yeah. I mean, I, I yeah, you're, I mean, I feel like you're grasping at that point again. Yeah. Again. Yeah. I don't know, but it's a good question. I think it's, it's, what about, it depends on the What band. about gent? <laughs> is it a gimmick though? I I'm mean, just fucking around. I just wanted to, because th- everybody's always throwing anytime anybody asks a question about metal, they're like, well, what about gent? <laughs> <laughs> or digint, as I used to call it. Uh, let's get on to this uh, Lords of Chaos review.
so we all you've watched it right stan you watched it no yeah <laughs> i watched it sunday afternoon i believe me and elodie watched it <laughs> oh okay all righty <laughs> starting her off right uh, yeah. i guess before we start about you know talking about the fucking aspects and all this other bullshit notes that jason wrote down here <laughs> did, did we like it or did we not like it let's start it off with with that wait before we even go there why before you even went into it, were you looking forward to it or were you just like, this is going to be bullshit? Uh, that's a good point to start on. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't really, I honestly didn't really know a lot about it. I didn't know it was coming out. You know, I just kind of heard, you know, through the through the metal news, you know. Were you aware of like who was directing it or anything like no, that? No, nothing, no. I, I guess I went into this very, very neutral you know, I wasn't mm. expecting anything. I wasn't, didn't really know a lot. So I think I have a different take on it than maybe you guys. Okay. I had no idea about any of the history before watching this movie. Um, so kind of same as me. I, I mean, I heard some shit here and there. I mean, I heard rumors about, you know, fucking eating some brain and matter, some bullshit with that. Oh, Pass- so you were like totally unfamiliar with even with the story. Yeah. I mean, I had, I mean, yeah, it wasn't anything that mm. I, I mean, I had listened to Mayhem a couple times, but like it was nothing that I had really listened to all the time i mean it was just just to test it out real quick but i mean i never really got into them but yeah i hadn't really known much about the history or the killings and all this bullshit that we'll talk about that's cool then yeah i knew this i really didn't even want to watch the movie i honestly had (laughs) like halfway through i almost turned it off but okay yeah just to throw that out there see i was i was familiar with the you know the stories and the you know black metal in general no, I was familiar with like the church burnings and all that stuff, but I guess I thought it was multiple bands. I didn't really know that. Well, I mean, I guess it was multiple bands, but you know what I'm saying? I guess I just didn't know all of, I knew that it was in that general region and then I just kind of left that, I don't know, I just didn't really yeah. dive into it didn't it research much. it. Yeah. Whereas me and Stan probably have researched it. I never read the book though. Did you ever, Stan? No, and I, I heard about the controversy and the, you know, you know, I read about yeah. that. Like, and I guess I'll I start out- Oh, I went into a little bit hopeful because I had heard a c- couple good reviews. So I was okay. kind of like, hmm, maybe this will actually be good. I knew the the Bathory, one of the, you know, the first original Bathory drummer was directing it. Mm-hmm. So I was like, man, you know, they're gonna, you See, know, maybe they'll do this pretty good. So, But like, that's the thing though, man, is I couldn't take it seriously the second fucking Culkin got <laughs> cast. Because literally like throughout the movie, like I just kept seeing his brother and then I would just Kevin think McAllister. of Home Alone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I just kept, Yeah. I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't do it, especially towards the end when the haircut scene. Like uh, that's all I seen was just fucking, yeah. <laughs> Macaulay Culkin, little Peter McAllister. So, so Shadi, you're not liking any of it? No, no, no. Okay, so after I dove into like the, all the history, I tried to figure out, you know, what was true, what wasn't true. Because I mean, I guess can we just dive into it? I mean, I guess the movie was like a little fucked up in the sense that it moved very fast and didn't really tell you much. So mm-hmm. they left a lot of shit out. It was typical Hollywood. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I just, I just wanted to know, I guess, what the truth was at the end. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean, I don't. I watched some of fucking. I mean, Vark has a whole series on YouTube right now going on, like six <laughs> parts about divulging. You know, basically telling his side of different things that happened throughout the movie. So okay. that was pretty. Yeah, that was pretty interesting to get to listen to. So. See, are, okay. we, are, are we doing spoilers? It's spoiler alert. Who gives a shit? Are we yeah, assuming that people have listened to this or watched story, it? So, yeah. 
I think most yeah. people are aware of what happened. You know what I mean? So I feel like it's not really a spoiler. I know you weren't aware, but yeah, yeah. Well, so seventy five percent we're gonna know at least the basics. Yeah. So I, I mean, mean I, mayhem. You've got someone who committed suicide. You've got a member killing another member. Everybody, most people know that. Yeah. I mean, spoiler alert. I guess. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> so. Turn it off and then listen after you watch it. I guess, but. Stan, what were you going to say? No, I actually really liked the movie. I I thought it was done really, really well, but I went into it a different... I just went into it as a, okay, I'm watching a movie. Not as a metalhead, so you're like, you know. Mm. So I kind of just, I was kind of staying back because I knew it was going to be, if I was expecting something, I knew it was going to be some bullshit. So I went into a very, very different mindset. And I, th- I, th- I thought it was just a... I thought it was entertaining. It was, I didn't, I didn't, at no point did I want to turn it off. You know, it kept me involved or engaged the whole time. And yeah, it's interesting. So as a movie. Yeah. Yes. As a movie. I didn't, I, I had nothing of against the acting. I had nothing. I mean, yeah. I mean, I thought of Kevin a couple of times from home and alone, but <laughs> yeah. you know, I, mean, I, I thought Roy did a good job. I just thought, I mean, I thought that I, that I did nothing wrong with the acting. He just too much like his young brother. So I mean, they made they made fucking Varg as a dick. They you know made the other guy as <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah, well, Varg was pretty pissed off about the character yeah. who cast him, the character's religious affiliation who cast him, and being, being Jewish. Yeah, yeah. Well, Varg was very pissed off about that in <laughs> oh, one of the videos so that good, I watched. Though, dude. dude, I hope they did that on purpose. Like, I hope. Well, that's what I was just about to say. Is that the movie is obviously from the anonymous point of view. Or from yes. the Euronymous' family point of view. So, I mean, that's why it's out to make Varg look, you know, and say and do things that he didn't do. So, even the other characters, though, I thought they did, like, like Faust really well. I, like, Hellhammer was funny, like, you know, just the way he acts. Like, and I could see him being like that in real life. You know, I thought it, I thought it was good acting and nothing against the actual movie part of it. Whether the truth and, you know what's true what's false that's a whole different story but i kind of fucking didn't like it at all really yeah, see i mean I, that's like why didn't you like it were you just like the story or i just found it like i guess were you little, going, like, fucked up and overboard like were you looking for something out of it though is that i think yeah i was thinking about this today number one just as a movie forget about the metal relation i just felt like i felt like the acting was overall kind of dog shit for the most part i thought you know, Euronymous, I thought he was pretty, I thought he was the best out of all of them, but I mean, I couldn't stand Varg. Yeah, I agree with you, dude, that he was horrible. That actor just was dog shit, dude. He just, yeah, everything's, I mean, I, I'm not completely mad just because it makes Varg look even worse and he's just such a shitty human being that like, I'm happy about that. But I guess why, but I is, like, but why do you, why do we think Varg is a shitty human being? Because that's the reason why I wanted to know the truth because I walked away oh, from I mean, thinking, one, he, one, he well, killed Euronymous. Two, he's a Nazi okay, currently. Well, that, I guess. So, that's, so, again, again, that's the reason why I watched all the bullshit. Because he say, he claims that he killed Euronymous in self-defense. Euronymous attacked him first. They didn't say any of that shit. In, you know, right. or they didn't show any of that in the movie. There were actually police documents that are public record that anybody could go and read from Oslo that state that, yeah, the police found evidence that there was a scuffle between the two of them. So it wasn't like he just went there and fucking killed him. So that was false. And he is not uh, a Nazi. Well, it's he's not never... false. What? Oh, he's definitely like a neo-Nazi. That's not even a question. No, he considers himself like a, uh, what's it called? Yeah, like, but he's, um, he's extremely racist. Like he's, he's, he's a piece of shit. 
No, yeah. like no. There's actually not like there's not much of an argument there. Okay, Stan. I, know. I, I I'm not arguing. I mean, guess I guess I'm just saying that the movie, you know, is not completely truthful in his oh, eyes. Yeah. In his well, eyes. Well, no, so I know I it paints him in a, in no a pretty bad happened, picture. So. No one knows the story except him. You know. Yeah. Yeah, but Stan, do you agree, Varg's piece of shit? Piece of shit, yeah. Do I love Burzum? Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> you know? Right. Well, I, yeah. no, I'm saying like music aside, just like yeah. the guy, though. Oh, yeah, I mean... Yeah, I still, but I, I, still I, I agree with Shadi the 100%, though, that we don't know his, you know, his side of the story. I don't know. Yeah, yeah that's my a, only issue, Jay. I still agree with you, man. He's a piece of shit. I guess I just don't want to judge him based off of a fucking movie, and that's why I wanted to go and look. And yeah, I completely agree. I mean, the shit that he says is fucked up. He's stupid, but... I mean, and I really don't even like the shit that he released when he was in jail. I think those electronic albums are fucking garbage. But, <laughs> Shot, if you have time, like, yeah. dig into like just him being a shithead though, and well, you'll dude, see. Pretty I don't quick. understand though how the fuck you stab somebody twenty two times and end them by stabbing them in the fucking forehead, and you're out nineteen years later. Like, and he was only tried like twenty one years was his max sentence. That's a Norway, little fucked dude. up. That's like fucked up to me, dude. Like, how do these That's... people just get fucking off for killing people? Dude, it's Norway. That's how they do it there. Yeah. That's just really? di- different culture. Yeah, it's just country. different. Yeah. They're trying to, they do like a more of a rehab thing and it's, you know, it's not, and, yeah, that's how it is, man. And I felt myself like, like thinking during the movie, like I definitely just want to go out with a gun. Like you got to be kidding me here. You got gun shootings. Oh, yeah. so you die quick and easy. In Europe, people fucking stab each other. They're like 21 stab, like, you know, th- th- 30 stab wounds or whatever. That shit's more brutal than just fucking one boom. That's it. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Well, you're right. I think they, I mean, they definitely paint Euronymous as being like very, they make him like the sympathetic. You, you're supposed yeah, to be like, yeah, you're, you're supposed, supposed to feel to bad for him. With his ass. Yeah. You know, whereas from what I've heard in real life, like he's not that good of a guy. You know what I mean? I mean, the dude did find his friend after he committed suicide, go and got his camera, went home, got his camera, called his other friend, took but, pictures, propped him, just like in the movie. But I mean, then they show the movie, though, at the end, though, him, like, fucking tearing up before he actually right. did any of that. Is that true? Do we know? Like, you get what I'm saying? We don't know. I highly doubt it, though. That's, what that's I'm, added that's in there. That's my argument with the movie is at the end of the movie, I genuinely felt bad for Euronymous until mm-hmm. I, like, thought about it, and I was like, wait a minute, though. This was filmed from their fucking perspective. Like, I want to hear what the other side of the story is. Because I knew that that asshole was out. So I was like, he's obviously fucking seen it or done something. So, I mean, yeah, he's been literally going off on YouTube. So, I mean, and then, yeah, I did more reading that was a little bit more neutral. And you're exactly right. I mean, they were all shitty humans. So so here's my, my other problem, though, too, was like kind of off of what you're saying there. Like the director, like his whole point of view on it and his stance was like, Everybody thinks this band is just this mystified mayhem, the true dark, true Norwegian black metal, true evil people. And his thing was like, well, wait a minute. These guys were like in high school up to 25, like when Euronymous died, 24, 25, something like that. His whole thing was like he showed in the first half of the movie. These were just like young teenagers trying to be extreme trying to always push things to the limit, trying to make themselves look extreme. His whole thing was like, there's no way they really bought into it all the way. Like, he's like, I don't believe those people were like sociopaths or just pure evil, which I get to a degree, but I just didn't, I felt like he painted them all in the wrong light. Like, I feel like they were a little more fucked up than he was. I feel like they kind of, you know what I mean? I agree with you. You don't, you don't like, so that's the thing is, all fucking morality aside, 
I have no problem with burning fucking any, you know, buildings down, whatever you got, as long as nobody was inside of it. I draw the line when you kill human beings. You can fucking yell 666 at fucking old ladies and nuns and that shit's whatever. I'd laugh, do whatever. But like the second you take a human being's life, you know what I'm saying? That's where I draw mm-hmm. the line. So the second they were willing to go past that line and cared so little for human life, they were pieces of shit. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't, music aside- right. I don't, that's just my philosophy. So I don't know how he would have misconstrued that to think that they well, were that's just. What I mean, like you've got you know, teenagers trying to fucking push the. Well, edge. like you remember like, in the, in the no beginning dude. of the movie, they're rehearsing in the basement, and then the, like the sister comes in, well, yeah. he's just like, "Mom, get her out of here," you know, it's, like. Well, and so he's exactly. trying to paint it like they're just kids, you know. But at the same time, like, dude, the dead, the original vocalist, like he's cutting himself on stage. He's got serious mental issues. He's obsessed with death. I mean, this stuff's all documented. Yeah. That's pretty accurate. You know, he kills yeah, himself. The, whole, the huffing, the corpses before on stage and shit. That was something right, that was documented dude. too. That was actually right. fictional. I mean, uh, non-fictional from the movie. Yeah, he's yeah. clearly was fucked so, like, up in there's the head. One like, dude, and they're all hanging around this guy, thinking this is great. I mean, then you've got Euronymous, like I just said, documenting. But that's the thing is, nobody like dead. Nobody really fucking actually did understand or like dead. They yeah, thought he they was were, very, they very, thought very, he was very a, weird. A weirdo. Yeah, they, they were. Yeah, they were like, what the fuck is wrong with? But him? then, so then you so, got Euronymous taking pictures of his friend after he killed himself. To, to prop the band up or whatever. And then you've got... But that's what I'm arguing, though, is there were also enough people around, though, that had the sense of mind that distanced themselves from Euronymous when he did that, that thought that, dude, yeah. this dude's fucked up. So, like, there, it's not like he was completely surrounded by... Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, he was the root problem. Well... Like, they were yeah. the root problem. Well, that's problem. what I'm saying, though. Like, between the three of them, him, and then you add in Burzum, you know, with the murder there. You're right. I yeah. just feel like... Yeah. I don't know. I feel like that dir- the director is... I don't know, man. I don't like that view of them of just being these young kids that got in over their heads. And you know what I'm saying? I feel like maybe it just kept escalating a little bit like that. But they were shitty human beings. I mean, because the first half is kind of comedic in a way. Like it was kind of lighthearted. You know what I'm saying? The first half. I agree. I mean, just fucking just making music and getting drunk. Like, Like just made it seem like everything they were doing was just to be shocking and to like... To, to push the band forward and all of that. Whereas like, I don't know. I just, I guess I couldn't, I couldn't buy into it enough. So I was like, I couldn't get into it. And then you add in the bad acting and all that. And I really didn't like how it was like, like you said, everything was moving so fast in the beginning. It was just like narrating. You didn't see him acting things out. Like, I mean, this guy comes from directing music videos. I felt like it was like that. Like it was just like a collection of scenes for like the whole first half. You know what I mean? It was like the same shit we already know about. Like, here's this person doing this. Here's that one doing that. Like, dude, I want to get inside Dad's head a little bit. Like, let's let's just get into that character a little bit instead of just like showing him killing himself, you know? Yeah, I completely agree with you, dude. I completely agree. Like, it's almost like Dad was just fucking in there for like 15 minutes and then he was just gone. And he was supposed to be like, it was years that he was in that band. Like they released like a couple albums with him, right? It wasn't just like he was there for 20 minutes. They made it seem like he played one fucking concert (laughs) and then killed himself. Yeah. Like I want to get into that guy's head a little bit more. I mean, I know it's a movie you only have so much time, but. But I mean, I understand that, but still though, it says years active 1988 to 1991. Like if he was such an influential part of that band, I mean, He's been labeled as, you know, one of the most influential uh, death metal singers by certain, you know, magazines or front runner, or I'm sorry, uh, metal frontmen of all time. So it's like, if he's been, if he's that influential, then why did we spend fucking 20 minutes on him in the movie and then only refer to him running in the goddamn yeah. woods smiling or making fucking, uh, what's it called? Exorcism contorted head yeah. movements. Like, 
Yeah, I don't. I just yeah, I, that's man. my point. I would have liked to seen a little more like in depth on the characters. I know we got into Euronymous's head a little bit, but you know, and Burz and Varg's a little bit, but I don't know. Stand. I mean, you did. So you just you just were fine with it. You weren't picking on any of that shit. I wasn't. No, I wasn't picky at all. I thought it was just interesting. I mean, I. The whole subject is, uh, the whole Norwegian black metal scene is very interesting. And I want to read more into it, but I don't know. I just didn't go into it. I wasn't I wasn't looking for the answers from this movie, so I thought it was good. I, you know. Yeah. Went in with the right mindset for this. Yeah, I wanted to and I feel mean, like that. I just, it's one of those things, if you're a metalhead, you got to watch it, though. I mean, you got, just to see, like, the... You know, the basement or like, the, you know, just to see that, like, you only see pictures of this kind of stuff or like, you know, what I mean, like, mm-hmm. you got to you got to watch the movie just to see. Like, yeah, I think it's pretty cool that they made a movie about this and just, you know, period, because I mean, this is just this is metal. I agree. Oh, you watch this with your wife, right? Yeah. OK, what she think as a person that's not metal at all like what did she think of the movie so it was interesting we both like kind of had the same feeling like halfway through i turned and i was like this is fucking cringy like i i kept cringing at it like it felt very like try hardy like these the actors it was it felt like and she thought the same thing it was like you know you told a bunch of actors like okay be metal and evil and just act like that and like that like from people who mm. don't know what metal or evil is you know what i mean and they just did their best uh-huh. impression of that and she said the same thing she was like i felt like it was just kind of cringy and like she couldn't tell if it was supposed to be kind of corny in the first half or not um she said she was obviously interested in the story of it and she thought it was like hard to watch like some of those ex- like there were some extreme parts the stabbings mm-hmm. and the suicide and all that, you know. Oh, dead fucking oh, cut himself is fucked <laughs> up. Watch that. Yeah, that was fucked up. <laughs> well, dude, I even thought the the butchering of the homosexual yeah. in the park was fucked up. Yeah. Yeah, like, and even when you're out, like when the fucking nail went or through the head, the knife went through the head. I was like, yeah. God damn. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I mean, I thought yeah, it was I mean, fucked she's, up. Yeah, she's like, it was demented. She's like, it was fucked up, but like. She wasn't into it either. So like even just like for a purely entertainment value, like just movie wise, she was she wasn't really feeling it. And like I don't know, maybe I have a bad taste. No, in I mean I've, I that's the thing. Though, I mean I've heard mixed <laughs> things on it. So I, I think it just depends what kind of movie you're into. If you're just into like just kind of seeing the story kind of played out in a quick way and just kind of getting the vibe of it, I feel like you're good. I mean the music scenes were pretty cool. I like seeing mm-hmm. the live scene. Like they did that really cool. I thought that was that was good. Seeing them play what was it, Funeral Fog? I think or. Funeral, whatever uh, the fuck, yeah. Funeral Moon or <laughs> yeah, whatever one they played live. Freezing, freezing Moon, moon Freezing Funeral Moon. Funeral Fog, both those songs, yeah. <laughs> I think they did Freezing Moon live and that was pretty sweet. But it's a must, it's a must see for any metalhead, I think. Yeah, you gotta go see Period. it. You gotta watch you know, it. You, you gotta, yeah. I mean, how many times is a metal movie made for like a major <laughs> audience? I mean, it didn't do us justice. Though. No, I don't think it did. I After I turned so it was off, this I, was, like in, I was like, I, did I was, even need to see this? I would have rather seen a fucking good documentary on it. Oh, there's so many of fucking black metal. I just bought one off of Amazon because it was like six bucks. I'm going to watch it probably this weekend. Which one, is, which one was but that? I got black metal Sat- Satanica. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I mean, there's so many on. I wish Death Metal had this many documentaries, but <laughs> yeah. you know, there's so the many on black metal. Death Metal is not fucked up. They just made music and went home. Yeah, I know. <laughs> had a good time. <laughs> drank, a drank a little bit too much. Movie. <laughs> yeah. 
Hey, it would be. You're right. It would be a boring ass fucking movie. Nothing happens. <laughs> Good music got fucked up. Yeah, I mean, there's not. There's documentaries. I mean, until the light takes us was an interesting one. But damn, uh, favorite the, metal documentary. Oh man, oh, shit. Until uh, until the light takes us as a whole, I think that's probably one of the best metal documentaries. Yeah. I really enjoyed One Man Metal. Oh yeah, that was pretty interesting. Just because that's just interesting, you know. But that's because I, you know, I'm I'm I want to be a one man metal guy, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, the Vice um, like Vice series or whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I mean, I watched as many as I could. Like that's what I want is some. I I just ordered Slave to the Grind, so I'm so excited because this is a new one yeah. I haven't watched and it's not here yet. Hopefully, it'll be here by the weekend. But I'm always looking for good documentaries. I that's know. like. I love metal documentaries. The death one didn't really deliver for me. Yeah, it's you got to watch it. I I was I liked it, but real quick, you, know. you guys got. I don't know if you seen me post about this the other day, but you got to watch. After I watched this, I was like, "What else is there? Like any other metal movies?" And dude, this past year there was a Finnish movie called Heavy Trip. Have you guys ever heard of that? I see. I seen you post it. Yeah, dude. It's in Finnish sub. It's in it's in Finnish with English subtitles for the most part, but it's mm-hmm. done so well it's like the opposite of this one where it's like very it's it's really light-hearted but it's about this like norwegian or finnish metal band that's trying to get to norway to play like a big metal festival and everything about it, it's like made by like just the biggest metal fans ever you can just tell like the jokes are just like just it's for all for metalheads everything's funny about it like if anyone out there hasn't seen heavy trip it's on Amazon Prime right now for free, so there's like no reason not to watch it. And I know there's subtitles, but nice. honestly, it's worth it. No, I'll definitely watch it because I do. I do. I just love like documentaries and movies. Like there's not a there's not a lot of it, so it's just like I'm always looking for something more, and it's just like the hunt of finding a good documentary is just like, oh, I like that more than finding music. <laughs> but just like the documentaries, there's there's a million fucking books about. <laughs> Norwegian black metal too so I, know. I mean there's other sources <laughs> I know I heard the one that's called uh, The Cult Never Dies I heard that one's pretty good it's more on the okay. music and shit not like the sensationalized nice. stuff yeah I think that's it though alright well stay tuned Venom Prison interview stay tuned for that album it's fucking rules <laughs> yeah I'm definitely gonna listen to it this weekend you won't regret it well you guys are right, uh, boys iTunes reviews keep those coming uh, yes, please. Yeah, well, we're giving out free Patreon episodes for that. Yeah, iTunes or bonus episodes or share us on like any, you know, I don't know, a group, Reddit, your Facebook, whatever. And then send us whatever. a picture, you know, and then we'll fucking send you a free Patreon episode. Uh, yeah, as always, if you really want to join the real party, get on Patreon for a dollar a month, $3 a month, whatever. Mm-hmm. Bonus episodes Jump every month. Jump change. Yep. Those are the fun ones. We talk about good shit. But uh, I'm Stan the Man. I'm, e- I'm Shoddy. Whoa, dude. Go ahead. My bad. <laughs> I'm Evil Jay. <laughs> and I'm Shoddy and you guys stay metal. <laughs> Evil Jay is so not Evil cool. J- <laughs> <laughs>
first off, I know you guys have been like super, super busy, like with the touring in the last year or two years. Do you, is that something that you like to do or is that something you just, you know, you feel like you have to do? I, I love touring. Like I generally do, you know, if it wasn't for playing in bands, like I wouldn't have seen half the places I've seen. Um, so, you know, I've always like held that quite close to me and very grateful just to be able to actually have an opportunity to see new places and, you know, meet new people and whatnot. And, you know, it's just cool. Like, it, it, I tell you what, touring beats work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> but yeah, you know, it's like you get back from home and sometimes it's a little difficult, like adjusting back to that normal routine and stuff, which everyone in the band has to go for every time we get back from a tour. So even if it's, you know, away for constantly for like four or five months straight, and then it's like we get home and it's like, all oh, right, okay, let's find jobs and do some work for a bit. And you, you guys have jobs that you can do that? You're able to put it aside for a few weeks and then come back to it? Some of us, some of us can. Um, some of us can't. Like, I can't myself, but with the job I do, like, you know, normally finding someone who needs that type of work isn't particularly hard. But other than that, you know, you can just find, like, jobs, like odd jobs and stuff, cash in hand that people need stuff doing. And um, I guess you just, you know, you learn to get by and kind of figure it all out as soon as you get back and it's like right priority get a job then i'll sort the rest of the shit out especially for you guys too because i mean it seems like everything's happened so fast it's probably like a a a pretty big adjustment trying to figure all that out still i'm still trying to figure it out still (laughs) still trying to figure it out to this day like yeah you know it's one of those things where like you know you said then that it all kind of happened pretty quickly and like it's funny when people say that because when people say that we turn around and we're like, oh, trust me, we know like, <laughs> this has gone from zero to a hundred in like literally a space of a year or two. And we're just like, what the fuck is going on? But yeah, you know, as long as you, you know, as long as you keep on top of everything and, you know, you keep your head screwed on, it's really manageable. Do you guys ever worry? Like I was just talking to um, the guitarist from Two Mold a couple of weeks back about because they had kind of uh, blown up this year a decent amount, at least in the underground. And, and you know, you guys are just, you know, even to a, a larger extent, you know. And, you know, you get labeled as like a buzz band or people get really excited. But we were kind of talking like it's such a thing these days for that to happen. And then it's almost fashionable to like write it off within a year or two. Like, do you guys ever worry about that or just... I mean, I know there's not much you can do about it, but... I guess like, yeah, you get the hype bands, you know, like the shit that fades out um but yeah like you know i think especially with venom prison like we haven't there's nothing particularly like you know aimed at anything like hyped or buzz type band it was just a metal band that you know we wrote songs because we wanted to and the way we write is quite particular as well and like we never aimed it to be like a buzz band or a hype band or anything. Mm. I think that kind of shows in our music as well that we're not following anything trendy or you know there's there's a million things we could have followed that was cool at the time, but we didn't do that. And I guess that hopefully like, I can't speak for the future, but hopefully that kind of reflects in our music. That's a really good point because it's almost like it, you guys weren't supposed to blow up as far as. Being that you don't have the accessible features, you guys weren't uh, out there doing anything, like you said, to to get that buzz. It was just kind of like happened naturally. Like you guys got picked up by, you know, a good good size but underground label. 
And it's like it all kind of just happened just out of people just getting into it. Like I, I've seen before the magazine started picking up on you guys, everybody was already talking about it. So maybe that helps just being that it was more of a natural thing. Yeah, like I, I, I definitely agree with that as well. Like I, it's hard to put words to it, to be honest, but it was like when Venom Prison was made, like when the band started, there was a million, you know, buzz hype type bands going of you know certain genres which we probably all know and we didn't follow that because at the time that didn't particularly interest me like it, it never did and i just kind of thought you know we all come from like hardcore bands previously and you know it was to the point where like i've always been into metal growing up and stuff from a young age and i kind of just sat there and thought hey do you know what let's give metal a go fuck it like what's the worst that can happen and that's exactly what we did like it wasn't aimed to be cool it wasn't aimed at anyone it was just something we wanted to try and see if we were capable of doing it yeah it wasn't like you were like oh code orange is blowing up we're gonna do the hardcore thing you know it was like a totally different kind of a natural yeah natural idea and, and progression yeah it was you know like the way it started off is like we were like okay let's make it metal you know like a death metal band try and keep it you know quite traditional and then like all like the grind elements started coming in and then like the groovy elements and stuff. And that's kind of where the hardcore background comes from, I guess, like subconscious. And it just kind of fell into place. Like we were sat down listening to the new records the other day, just to listen to the test pressing. And like, you know, it was like, I, I normally try and put my finger on what something sounds like, but I generally, when I listen to this new record, I can't think of anything it reminds me of. And not saying that it's original, but, by no means, I'm not saying we've just created something new because we, we certainly haven't. But, you know, there's there's nothing in that that feels like, oh, that's the now thing to do. It was just something at the time that we were writing and I was like, fuck, that's a cool riff or that's a cool hook. Like, chuck that in and then I'll probably say what I normally say and go, drums, just do a blast beat. <laughs> and Because that, that's the only thing guitarists say to drummers is do a blast beat. <laughs> yeah. um, and it kind of evolved from there. And, you know, like I said, I've never been out to impress anyone. I just wanted to see how far I could push myself. Well, yeah, I was actually, that was funny that I was thinking about it when I was listening to the new one. I listened to it a, a couple times so far. And uh, I mean, part of me was wondering if you guys would slow it down at all or just do a few things to... Uh, you know, not to say it, but to appeal maybe a little bit more, just just ride the success a little bit. But it's actually, it's almost the opposite. Like you guys went, it's a little more technical. It's, it's it. I felt like it was hitting a little bit harder, even though there's some slow spots in there and a few melodic things in there. It was like, okay, you know, they're definitely not trying to to ride some buzz wave or anything like that. They're just a- amping it up a little bit more, which is sweet. I'm kind of glad you said that, to be honest, because that was absolutely intentional. Um. You know, like as soon as we sat down and we, you know, we got the pen and paper out and it was like sat around, it's like, right, record two, let's talk about it. And everyone without even hesitating just went faster, harder, heavier, and more brutal. <laughs> and like, I was just like, right, this is why I like this band. Like, <laughs> cool. Because, you know, like, I'm, you know, I'm not, I, I'm, I try not to assume what people are thinking because A, it's pointless and B, you shouldn't assume but um it's like you know the type of tours we've done and like you know we've done some more of the mainstream ones like we did that tour with trivium um and then we come to america and did like aborted 
And I guess people just kind of thought that, hey, we're going to try and hit that more, not, I wouldn't say mainstream, but like, you know, try and hit that more catchier, more appealing element. And I thought, you know what, like, that's what everyone thinks we're going to do. And that's exactly what I don't want to do. So <laughs> we just did the opposite. And, you know, some people are going to turn around and be like, what the fuck is this? And then I'm probably going to have a smile on my face going, well, that's a job well done then. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, like I said, this was never to impress anyone. This was just to prove how far we could push something for our own benefit. Right. But on like the flip of that, though, I would assume like being that everybody picked up on that last one and you guys, you know, got a lot of attention and everybody was into it sitting down like to write it and come up with it you guys were like okay we're gonna go harder with this one but were you also like shit you know we do have to follow that up with something good being that we've got actually have eyes on us now compared to like the first one where you no one knew about you guys at first um yeah definitely that was in the back of our mind 24 7 but instead we kind of thought to ourselves right what are we going to do firstly so me and ben just played guitar relentlessly and was like right we're going to just get better and better at playing guitar mm -hmm. then we're going to write the record and that's what we did like all through animus we just kept playing guitar and just kept trying to get better and learning new things and stuff and then when we finally got to it we we're like right we've had a year of learning you know more stuff on guitar and picking you know trying to make ourselves better and progress more and once we got to that point then we were like right now we're going to write the record and that's kind of how it how it worked really and like every single thing we did luckily we have you know we have the beauty of being able to do pre-productions because i have like a small studio in the house and we would just get together three times a night uh three times a week sorry and um we would just write and write and write and like we would listen back to all the pre-productions and be like right that bit's garbage delete better and we would just keep going and keep going and keep going until it was like you know physically at the time the best thing we could and that kind of took you know the weight off our shoulders a little bit going well we know we've actually managed to play better now so hopefully that reflects in the music as well like the writing not just the actual playing ability is that hard to do to edit yourself because i would think if i you know you write something you might think it's cool or even if like you guys are writing together and one guy writes something that he thinks is cool but is that hard to scrap something that you've come up with or like if the other person doesn't like it or that sort of thing? I think that's kind of where like I have to give Ben, um, the other guitarist, a lot of credit because me and him work well. And like, you know, we're really good mates and stuff and we have been for a long time. And it's like we work so well together and like there's, you know, there's complete honesty between us. Like if there's something, you know, he could be sat there and go, Ash, you know, that riff there. I know you can do something better. You want to write mm. something better. And I don't take offense to it. And I literally look at him and go, yeah, you're probably right. And, you know, same vice versa. Um, I think to progress, you need to be completely honest with whoever you're writing an album with. Because, you know, like we always said to each other, once that record button's starting to roll and you're recording that record, there's no going back. You know, you, you can't erase something that's been released. So, you know, you have to have that honesty there. Yeah, that's cool. Cause uh, I would, I just, that seems like that would be a hard thing to do. I mean, I've played in bands messing around myself and you know, it's uh, that's always the challenge is, is 
dealing with the other people and make, and coming up with a song that everybody likes. So that's cool that you guys have a good thing going. Do you guys you guys put the songs together and then does Larissa step in and do the vocals or does she help with some of the arrangements or how does that come into play? Um, because of because of the pre productions, as soon as like we've got something written, so maybe Ben's written a song, maybe I've written a song, maybe we've written it together. We just bounce them out and send them to everyone and be like, right, guys, email us all your notes and criticism. Like, you know, no compliments, just criticism so we can get to the <laughs> And like that, that's just the best way. Everyone's completely honest. And then once once I've got, I don't know, four songs done, I'll message Larissa and be like, hey, let's start demoing vocals. Let's get it done. And just like keeping everyone up, you know, up to date with each other. I think that's the best way as well because you can actually sit back and listen to it as a whole and be like, right, that isn't that great. That's good. Keep that. And, you know, that's kind of how the arrangements starts like taking place, you know, nitpicking and just kind of figuring out what's really, you know, right for the album. Because sometimes you might have written an amazing song, but it just doesn't go with the album. And that seems to be the case a lot of the time. You write a song and you're like, fuck, this is cool. And Funny enough, there's actually a song on the new record that wouldn't have made it to the album because at the time we were like, this doesn't fit. And then when we actually sat down and listened to the pre-production, we were like, actually, it might be one of our favorite songs. <laughs> can you say which song that one was? Um, I don't know if I can say because of the track listing, but you know what the track listing is. I know we're not going to put this out until after all that's announced, but you don't have to say it if you don't want. Oh, if oh no, no, if 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 it's when it's out, that's absolutely fine. But sadistic ritual. Oh yeah, that's one of my favorites. <laughs> See, I'm glad you said that again. <laughs> I'm glad you said that because that song honestly almost didn't make it to the album. So what was it about that 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 didn't fit at first? It. We weren't sure. That's the problem. We weren't sure. We couldn't put our finger on it. Like, it's the only song on the album that has a chorus, like, that repeats and repeats. But it was it was just the whole way of the music I was listening to at the time, because it was one that I, I kind of, it was weird. It was a song that I just sat in the room and just kind of, I literally wrote it in one day, and it never got touched ever since. Mm. And I just sat on the song for months, and, like, everyone was like, yeah. I'm not sure it works. And even I started to kind of agree with them. And then when we finally got to the very end, just before recording, sat down and listened to absolutely everything we wrote. And that song I kept going back to. And I couldn't put my finger on what I like about it so much. It's kind of, it's got some like weird sludgy black metal vibe, but kind of like, I don't know, like it's kind of got like an artificial brain vibe especially that later <laughs> uh, the latest record if you know what i mean mm-hmm. uh, and that was completely what i was getting buzzed over at the time and i was like fuck this you know that i was like that band fucking rules yeah um and i don't know i don't know like everyone's opinion on it was completely different i thought it was more of a black metal song someone said it sounded like mastodon which i'm not sure where the fuck they got that <laughs> reference from <laughs> that's funny you said it actually though because i had written down I was trying to put my finger on it, but I heard, could hear these little black metal things going on in it. And I can't remember if it was that song or what, but it probably was. And I was kind of thrown off by it, but it was also what I really liked about it. Not that it was, you wouldn't mistake it for a black metal song, but it was just kind of like a little flourish of it. Yeah. And I think that's kind of like, you know, all through the album, it has that flourish of black metal. And like you were saying, it has like the more melodic bits. But there was one thing I definitely learned 
right in this record is that those melodic bits really help make those darker and heavier bits sound heavier. Mm. Um, and that's kind of why that fell into place. And, you know, there was loads of bands we would like listen to loads and stuff. And like, you know, whether it was something like decrepit birth or something like that. Um, and there was just so many influences flying around on this album that we just couldn't pinpoint what we were even aiming for. So it got to the point where we were like, Hey, let's just write an album that we like and, you know, we'll figure out what it sounds like later on. Yeah. Well, even Larissa, like her vocals on this one, she, it's like, it was like, there's twice as much range on it. And I even heard like little black metal styles. You could hear more guttural styles. Like, was that something she was going for too? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It, it was, it was definitely something from Animus that she was like, I really want to improve on, you know, vocal style and ranges and stuff. So she did put a lot of work into it, but it's really funny because as soon as Animus got released and we started playing all these tours, we generally started playing those songs better as a band the more we toured. And like it was almost like live, we were just playing a better version of Animus. And you could just see that everyone was actually improving more and more and more. And there was like little things where like the drums would chuck something new in, like nothing drastic or major, but like, You'd just be like, ah, if only that was actually on Animus. And you know, <laughs> we got to the point of this new record where we were like, right, let's go, let's go all out and try and do something that is going to be a lot more progressed from Animus. No, that makes sense. Like I said, man, I, I, I've, I love it. I mean, I've only listened to it a few times just because we just, we just got the, the promo for it. But yeah, dude, it's, uh, it sounds amazing so far. I'm, I'm hoping, I'm hoping it does well. Like I'm hoping people really like what we've kind of done with it because like we've discussed earlier, A, I don't think people are going to expect that direction. Um, and it's whenever people say like, you know, what what type of direction are you going in? And every time it's like, we're just trying to make it more insane. Like, <laughs> we're not trying to dilute anything. So it's, I'm, I'm very happy with how it sounded. Yeah. did You said you were listening to a lot of Artificial Brain. That did, Was there a lot of other recent albums that you've been getting into or i really like that latest decrepit birth record is it axis mm. Monday? yeah 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 that that absolutely rules like i'm gonna go like a lot of people disagree with me but i'm gonna go as far to say it's probably one of the better records um just in terms of writing like it, it just sounds incredible that artificial brain record always had me i was like as soon as i listened to it i was like this is incredible and funny enough i didn't even realize um that is it Dan from Revocation plays in Artificial Brain as well? Is it the drummer maybe or? Uh, the guitarist. Okay, okay. I, I didn't know because we toured with Revocation and like literally it was only after like that tour that I got back and I was like just having a little browse on their Facebook and I was like, hang on a minute. Isn't that the guy <laughs> we just got off tour with? <laughs> um, so That's it's fun. a shame because I, I would have really have liked to have like had a chat with them about that band. Um, but yeah, I can't really think. Like we were, I was... I was going through weird phases of just kind of making like humongous playlists and just like, you know, when I would be like commuting somewhere or just in, in the house listening to music, just trying to like, just take in as much as I could and just like really thinking about, you know, what parts of stuff I like and what parts of stuff I don't like and try and figure out how to find that middle ground when it comes to us writing the album. Um, 
I can't really think off the top of my head. Like those two records, definitely. Um, yeah. I think like for you know the groove elements, like you always just go to Misery Index because you just find. <laughs> You just find what you need from that. <laughs> yeah, we just got that new promo, and oh my god, man! <laughs> and, like, it, like they just can't do anything wrong. No, <laughs> um, you know, like whilst we're on Misery Index, like you know, listen to loads of Fetus and you know, just loads of bands. Like I, I listen to a lot of grind and stuff, and like that kind of is where a lot more of the faster elements come from. But yeah, like we were listening to so much music at the time, like just trying to take it all in and just like get influenced and like pumped as much as we could to just start writing. I wanted to ask too, I forgot earlier we were talking about touring, but you know, with you guys did do some huge tours, like with that uh, Trivium tour. I mean, that's a pretty big size tour. And then you did a bunch of other more underground tours. And I mean, how does that differ? And is there one that you would prefer over the other one? I... It's really this question, like I always know the answer to, but the reality is always very difficult to achieve. But I always say, like, especially when tours come in, is like, I want to do both. You know, like I want to be hitting those underground tours. You know, I want to be doing the bigger tours. I, I just, I think, I think what I really admire about everyone in Venom Prison is no one is afraid to try something that is a little bit out of the, you know, out of the normal type of i don't know aesthetic that a metal band would do or maybe you know maybe not metal band but you know like a death metal like type band like something a bit more traditional like we're just not really afraid to test the waters in different places that's cool i saw something just the other day a band saying we're not going to tour with uh any any and going on tour with any clean singing on it or you know which i always think is kind of weird because you feel like you're limiting yourself to you know, other audiences that maybe, maybe they are your first all heavy, harsh vocal band or, or whatever. Like some of those people at Trivium, maybe they've never listened to a band like you guys, but they get hooked by certain elements you have. I mean, I just, I feel like it's cool that you guys are open to that kind of idea. Yeah. And honestly, by experience, like it does work. Like you'd be surprised, like after that Trivium tour, it did the world of good for us. Like the amount of like people that were just like, Hey, caught you at the Trivium show, blah, blah, blah. And like, bought merch and then like started getting into the band and stuff and it's just like it's great to know that maybe venom prison introduced them to the more extreme side of metal which is you know if if you're trying to grow a scene then how are you going to grow it if you're not introducing people like if you're going to shelter everyone away because you know you don't want them to mix because it's uncool then you know, you're going to play to the same fucking 20 people all your life. <laughs> right, exactly. Did you guys ever, like, was it um, was it ever hard, though, like, looking out? And, I'm, I mean, I imagine some of those fans are kind of, like, looking at you, like, what's going on? Or, or was it, like, a good challenge? Some of them look like they were having the worst time of their life. <laughs> but, you know, like, it, those moments, you kind of, like, just turn around and just, like, kind of laugh to yourself. And you're just like, well, you can't win them all. But right. You know, it, we'd be playing and we would just be so loud and strobe lights going absolutely wild and, like, just people stood at the front covering their ears and putting their, like, hats over their eyes because the strobe <laughs> was unbearable. And, like, I'm just stood there being like, yeah, this is cool as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, you know, but then, you know, in a couple of years, they'll probably maybe get into more extreme music and go, actually, 
I'm going to revisit that band I fucking hated and, you know, that one that almost made me deaf and go blind from strobe lights and go, oh, actually, I like them now. Exactly. I mean, I remember I went and seen Black Dahlia when I was younger. They had Skeleton Witch touring with them. At the time, I didn't get it. And then now this past year was one of my favorite albums. So, you know, it's like you just never know. No, you don't. And I think, you know, you can't you can't be afraid of people not liking you. Like, you know, you you have to always accept that the music you write isn't going to be for everyone. But, you know, with a, with tours like Trivium, like the way you look at it is you play in a room full of, I don't know, 5,000 people and, you know, 1,000 people like you, then that's 1,000 more people that would like you rather than playing a 20-cap venue to the same people for 10 years in a row. Yeah, 100%. That's a win. You just need to be open-minded with all this stuff, I think. like It's the only way to progress. And, you know, what's wrong with doing a tour like that if you know the integrity and the sound of a band still stays exactly the same you know yeah exactly it's not like you're getting up there and clean singing or <laughs> yeah exactly we didn't we didn't just go oh i'll tell you what we're going to just rework animus and we'll make sure there's all these clean singing for us because we want to get on this tour it was like trivium are all into you know extreme metal and stuff and they're just taking out bands they like and i think that also deserves to mention as well like that that's quite admirable to kind of look at a band and you know of that status and caliber and know that their fans might not like the support bands they're taking out but it's what they like like it's very rare that that seems to happen now you know no you don't see it too often it's hard i mean uh i don't know and it's cool that they're able to pick their own you know sometimes it's just thrown together by the label or whatever too so that's cool they can have a hand in that yeah it's like everything you know Whenever you see them posting about like new bands and all that, like they're working to try and take bands away with them. And as soon as you know, we got that email being like, "Hey, we've got this tour or trivium power trip venom prison." We were just like, "How the fuck did that happen? Like, who had that conversation?" <laughs> and as soon as I seen it, I didn't even hesitate. Like, I, I rang Larissa up straight away, and I was like, "Yeah, that tour." And she was like, "Yeah," and I was like, "That's pretty cool, right?" And she was like, "That's fucking cool." And I was like, "All right, let's do it." That's awesome, man. Well, I know I saw you guys announce a UK tour. I'm hoping sometime after this album, you guys come back to the States because I still haven't got to catch you guys live, but I'm sure that'll all come as we go. I can definitely tell you it's in the works right now. Awesome, man. Awesome. Well, listen, I got to get back to the to the job. <laughs> so uh, it was a great talking to you, man. The real life kicking in. <laughs> the real life. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I wish this was the full-time job, but you know, <laughs> one day not quite <laughs> one day but yeah, yeah. alright man well listen good luck with the rest of the album release and uh, like I said man I'm sure it's going to do great so it's going to be a good year for you guys thank you man thank you <laughs> <laughs>